Bah, okay, we need to, I need to like become a human again. I need to do the same. It's been three days of this, man. Uh, uh, I feel so combative uh, and frustrated. I don't want to be that way with because you. Because of because of your cold? Yeah. The good thing this isn't the combative episode. <laughs> This is All Games Go to Heaven, Episode 6, Zelda Ocarina of Time. So, hi Steve. Hi Mike. How's it going buddy? Good, good. This is the first time we're talking. We haven't been talking for the last 15 minutes or so. This is fresh. First yeah, words we're saying to each other. I, the, the topic of conversation will be fresh. Everything that came before this is just me and you catching up because we're such good buddies. I think it'll be fresh for some of us and sour for others because oh, yeah. this <laughs> this Most week assuredly yeah and we're, we're talking about one of my favorite games of all time one of my top five games this week we are talking about nintendo 64's zelda ocarina of time one of the best games out there really just gonna open it like that eh? <laughs> you're gonna lead like that okay all right i'm just i'm just, it's, I'm up just it's up for debate fire. it's up for debate <laughs> I'm just throwing some embers onto the fire to see if it rustles. You know, I'm seeing your reactions. There is a fire burning deep within me that doesn't need any embers or sparks. It's it's lit. It's ready to go. It's ready to go. All you need to yeah. do is say the words and tell me it's time to start burning and it's game on. I just think about it and I get raged and raged. Yeah? Yeah. I, I see the fire in your eyes. But yeah, episode six, the one where Mike and I are finally going to disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but let's start. Uh, just because I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for this too. Because I'm, we're so used to just praising games that I have no idea what you're gonna throw at me. I'm over here as victim number one. I feel like, and you're getting ready, <laughs> pat, 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 pat. And like, I don't hate. There's no games I truly hate. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna journey down that road in another episode. But like, we know you hate this, so I don't even know what this is gonna look like. So let me say this. Let me say this. I, I didn't yeah. come into this game being like. I effing hate this. Like, it's the worst. I've played Ocarina of Time before. Like, I think three times. And my opinion of it was genuinely going to be... I don't like it. It's not for me. I don't hate it. If you like it, good for you. After this playthrough for this podcast, I hate this game. <laughs> I 100% hate it. And we'll, we'll no doubt get into why. Okay, well, on a positive note, let's talk a little bit about Zelda Ocarina of Time. 1998, the game comes out as one of the first games with Nintendo 64, pretty much. So it was developed at the same time as Super Mario 64, and as well as Mario Kart 64 as like uh, their big three games they wanted to kind of be launch titles. But they ended up realizing... Zelda needed a little bit more love. The original structure of it was actually going to be similar to Super Mario, where you're at one castle and you're jumping through paintings. Well, Nintendo decided to say, hey, why don't we beef this thing up with the most megabytes we've ever thrown at a game? Megabytes, it's crazy to say that now. Back then, um, right? Yeah, and they, and they boosted it up, and when it was released, it was technically Nintendo's biggest 
game in regards to process and development and how much tech went into it. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that they wasted so much time and effort on such a terrible game. They had two great ones with Mario 64 and Super Mario Kart 64 and then just this you know, it made a it made a turd sandwich. He had the two games with the the poo poo that is Zelda in the middle. I'm not getting into this yet. I'm not getting into this. Yet. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about the man, the legend Shigeru Miyamoto, Steve? I think most people know who he is, and even if you think you don't, you do. He's like the architect of every gamer's childhood. He made Mario. He made Donkey Kong. He made Zelda. He made Metroid or Samus. Any, any memorable Nintendo character that you grew up loving is because of him. And he is an industry legend. And even though even though I don't like this specific Zelda, one might even say I hate it, <laughs> there are Zelda games that I, I have enjoyed, so even that character, I'll say, you know, holds a place for me as well. Yeah, and, and he does, and he did do a good job, because I remember reading online that, you know, before he stepped on board as a director for a lot of these games and Nintendo in general. Nintendo was just pretty much like an arcader where you were playing Donkey Kong and trying to not get crushed by his barrels. Or you were playing Mario trying not to get crushed by Donkey Kong's barrels before Mario was even really a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Shigeru Miyamoto comes along and says, you know, why don't we take this to the next level? 1985 introduces Mario. 1986 introduces Zelda. And like you said, it just keeps going. Star Fox... Pikmin, I think even Animal Crossing. That's all Shigeru Miyamoto. Like, the yeah, dude's uh, he's unbelievable. Like, I, I don't know what else to say to him other than just like thank you, you know, for all the memories. Like, yeah, you're the man. Um, even uh, someone as talented as him can miss, uh, as evidenced by Ocarina. Oh of my time. god. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay, man. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's just forget the fact this is on, like, a, so many thousands, not even hundreds. I can confidently say there's thousands of, like, reviewers' top games of all time, but it's fine. You know better than that than uh, to use that as a justification for it being objectively good. You know better than that. Just I'm not saying of, objectively. It's, it's, it's subjectively, percentage-wise, good. Yeah. Uh, it's enjoyed. It's, I'm not going to say it's good. Oh my God. Okay. It's enjoyed anyways, by millions of people. Yeah. Anyways. 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 anyways, anyways. anyways. <laughs> but you know, before we get more into this, you know, a, a little bit more on this was just the idea that this truly was like one of those games where, when it came out, a lot of people were blown away because they didn't think Nintendo had the capacity to create such a cinematic experience. Because this truly was where Super Mario and Mario Kart 64 they were developed off. I guess the existing language or the gaming language that existed around those franchises as is. But when it came to Zelda Ocarina of Time, shadows, light, camera angles, cinematics. I mean, this was, this was sort of Miyamoto's uh, sort of Kojima effect for gaming because he tried to create sort of what Kojima did with Metal Gear Solid, where it was this like film that's not a film, that's a game. And Zelda really did that. The way shadows, lights, like me as a filmmaker, I, there's so many moments in this game where I'm like, wow, like look at the way the lighting is playing in the scene. Look at the camera angles they're doing, the cuts, the everything. It feels so cinematic and filmic and I get why they called that such an important 3D step in their development. I mean, 
this came out the same time as Final Fantasy VII, which yeah, had but PlayStation the same thing. was already doing this a lot better, a lot yeah, better. So yeah. it's not like there's no precedent for it. Um, you know, I, the thing like I, I, there are certain things I'm going to give Ocarina of Time credit for, hundred percent. Like the the fact that it has a day and night cycle. That was pretty unique back then. That was pretty darn interesting. Some of those tunes, 100% bangers. Like, sorry. Koji song. Kondo. Koji Kondo. That's right. <laughs> um, not, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of all of them, but anytime Saria's song comes on, you better believe it. You know, that's a bop. I'm, I'm going along with it. Love that song. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, like, they definitely tried to take the story of, you know, Link and Ganondorf and Zelda and make it more than just bad guy go save the princess that's ultimately what you're doing but there is a narrative here and you know even mario 64 it's the same thing it's go save the princess but that's literally it like you know in the beginning of that game you go up to the castle and it's like yep go save the princess like bowser's at it again and we're so used to it at that point and because the n64 was such a you know huge leap we were just like yep okay so for Ocarina of Time, for them to, you know, like you said, make it more cinematic, good for them. I don't think it succeeds super well uh, from a writing point, but uh, and that's my opinion. And, you know, I have some I have some receipts down here to back that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, but you're... And you are right about PlayStation. I think PlayStation put their... put their money on that cinematic let's make a more sort of like mature looking gaming system earlier on because Nintendo definitely catered towards the whole family friendly aspect and stuck to that for a long time. Like there is more mature titles for sure with Nintendo, but like PlayStation, I think had a lot more balls in that regard earlier on. Like they went for it a lot earlier. Well, they got, a, they had a lot more RPGs and Final Fantasy yeah. left Nintendo and started coming out on Sony platforms because it used to be uh, like Super yeah. Nintendo and Nintendo, all those games. And you know, they're pretty, I guess mature in their themes. Um, but yeah, I, like, I think that's Nintendo's identity, and that's okay. Uh, you know, every one of their consoles is, like, the most successful one, I think, other than PlayStation 2, uh, which in that generation was the, the highest-selling one. But like, the games are fun, and they're accessible, and there's something to be said about that, you know? Like, I, I love a good narrative, You so do you, but... I don't need to be depressed every time I play a game, you know, or or just, like, be put through some emotional ringer. Like, sometimes you just want to have fun. It's true. It's true. I mean, like, yeah, there's been a lot of games I recently played where I'm just like, I was like, well, there's no feel good to this at all. I'm just, like, I'm just getting sucked down the rabbit hole of darkness. And, like, recently I was looking at, like, even Alan Wake 2, and I was like, you know, I remember how depressed I was at the end of Alan Wake 1. There's no happy, there's no happy ending to this whole Thing. I doubt there'll be a happy ending to number two either. I hope I kind of hope there is because I picked it up. I wouldn't mind some sort I would of like resolution. Yeah. Well, I managed to get it for like ten bucks, so I couldn't say no. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but. let's talk okay. about your experience with this game back in the day, Mike. What like? Yeah. You played it. You loved it. Why? How? Well, I mean, so first and foremost, this was. 
a unique experience for me because I hadn't been a PlayStation kid to begin with too. That probably is a big factor in this whole thing. Like I didn't grow up with PlayStation. I would go over to my buddies' houses and play PlayStation. I would play Crash Bandicoot. I'd play Metal Gear Solid and I'd get a, a dip a toe here and there. But my language is more than Nintendo structure. Like I came from Super Nintendo. That's what my, my family had lived off of. So a lot of these titles were, you know, unique when they came out. Like I remember playing Mario, Super Mario 60. 64 and I was like wow this is a really fun game but then suddenly I picked up Ocarina of Time and from the opening score to the opening credits when like everything's just this beautiful flute piece of just like this horse riding through the twilight with this knight on it I just felt mystified because I mean the whole story in a nutshell is and it's it's it is so simple but it's so impactful I think for that reason for me it's about a boy who doesn't have a family, a human boy, who's dropped off to live with fairies his whole life. But as he's getting older, he's starting to realize he's not a fairy himself. And then what ends up happening is he is introduced to this being called Navi. And Navi was also unique in their own right because even Nintendo claimed early on when they were trying to figure out like how is the combat going to work in this game, you know? And they wanted to figure out how to do like a Z-lock for innovating the fact that they had the Z button on the Nintendo 64 controller. They said, you know, what about if we use this ferry to sort of direct us towards wherever we're going, the ferry navigation system? Well, that becomes Navi. And then Navi becomes a character and kind of your guide through the whole game. So you have this very simple guide that kind of tells you where you where to go next, but doesn't overburden you with too much story. And you hear the story about this kingdom that was once unified by these goddesses I think they're called the Devi or the, the, the original three that created the Triforce and how upon the creation of the universe, just kind of they divided into the three pillars, which are, I think, strength, courage, and power. And that's what they're called. They're the goddesses of strength, courage, and power. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they get divided amongst the kingdom and the universe came to be, and you have all these other beings along the way that are sort of remnants of this ancient time and, you're plunged into this kingdom that is ruled by this character that you don't even get to see. King that is Zelda, Princess Zelda's father that you never really hear about in any of the games, but you always hear about Princess Zelda. Mm -hmm. This sort of character that always needs to be saved in some regards. Or in this game, in this case, flips that on its head and actually saves Link a lot of the time. Um, so what ends up happening for me is I was mystified right away by the story about this, this sort of like young boy who's a knight, but it has a lot of magic to it that is on this quest to meet Zelda because he keeps seeing her name in the dreams. He's called by the Triforce. He goes and he figures out that their destiny is pretty much interlinked. And she tells him that there is this evil character named Ganondorf, which is either Ganon or Ganondorf and all the Zeldas. And this is how the story always goes in all of them. But in this one, it was so much more unique because Ganondorf to me was always just this like evil entity that was always mystically in the back. But you see him early on in this one. You yeah. see him through that castle window. You peer through and he looks right back at you. And I was just like, wow, that is a powerful depiction of Ganondorf in this game. I really like the way they depicted him in this one. It's not like this cosmic wizard floating around like you always have to fight Ganon in the other games. Which is always yeah, like some... he, he, and he looks so uh, like clearly evil in comparison to anyone you ever see. So yeah. it's like it's not a surprise, sort of what comes next. You're just like you look at him, you're like, whoa, okay, this guy's clearly up to something. Yeah, but which is fine. Like it doesn't have to be a big mystery every time. Yeah, but from there, you you know, you get sent on this journey to find the three 
sacred stones. stones. Yeah, the sacred stones that are unlocking the Temple of Time, which will inter- which opens up the Master Sword, which is the keystone that holds back the I think the dimension of time, or I forget what it's called, the Chamber of Time. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, the Chamber of Time. It's 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 the the key to accessing the Triforce. Yeah, yeah, and so at the end of it all. Link pulls out the sword, and next thing you know, Ganondorf slips right in there and spoils you and Zelda's big plan to try and take him down and steals part of the Triforce, you know? And like, and from there, I was just mystified by this dark, because then the game just gets dark. The game gets so dark. Like, there's this horrible land you're plunged into, and I had never seen somebody take me from such a beautiful, magical kingdom and just taint it like that before. Like, take this beautiful painting and just mar it by some evil intention and then you go through this beautiful journey of trying to get back all the keystones you need to take down Ganondorf and save quote-unquote Princess Zelda and sort of reforge the Triforce and spoil Ganondorf's whole plan and and ruin his dimension he's created but along the way you're driven by these magical forces that are almost guiding you through deserts and through dark chambers at the bottom of wells and down you know, ships that carry you down rivers of shadow and, and into the heart of mountains where dragons live. And and it, it just combines so much of what was in my, already in my repertoire of knights and kingdoms and made it so unique, made it Japanese, which is the Japanese always make it better. Uh, they can tell always take a trope and they always make it so much more unique. And they really did. Like, and I was sent on this beautiful quest with simple music. You know, there's no voices to any of the dialogue. And it, it just leaves so much room for the childhood imagination to fill in the blanks. And I really filled in the blanks, you know? Riding around on my horse, killing Poe's off my horseback with my bow, uh, stumbling into the dark corners of frozen lakes and, and chambers where wolves are waiting in, in starlit caverns and stuff like that. Like, it was crazy. If you say so. I mean, you skipped over the part where Link like, goes into a coma for seven years and then wakes up as an adult. He doesn't so go to a coma I, for seven years. Yes, he does. That's, that's not. A, that's not at all what happens. No, no. He gets trapped in I, the in the in the realm of time. He gets trapped in the realm years, of time for asleep. seven years. Yeah, he's but he's asleep. not. He's trapped in the realm of time. He's not in a coma. They never once say he's he okay. got into a coma. Not a coma, but they said you've been asleep for seven years. Navi's even like, wake up, wake up. He's asleep for seven years. He's not oh, conscious no, no, throughout no, all no, that no, time. No, yes, no, 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 no. I no, just no, no, did no. this. And I have the gameplay I just reviewed too. The Navi only says wake up. She only says wake up when he, you first find him as a child. She does not say wake up. You actually plunge, the, the moment you plunge the sword out, you go through that little gray dimension and then you literally are back in the temple of time pull it with the sword in your hand as a grown-up. You pull the sword, Ganon shows up and he's like, ha ha, yeah. I knew you, I yeah. tricked you, I knew you were going to And it goes this. to that gray scape. And then yeah. you get teleported and seven years has passed. Yeah, 100%. But Navi never says, wake up, wake up. Or maybe the sage. There's one of the sages in the Temple of one Time. One of the sages guides you back to the Temple of Time. Yes. 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 Because you've been... But that's not it. To me, that's not the equivalent of a coma. That's that beautiful magical space they've created of this realm of time, the sacred realm, where the first sage, the guy with the gray beard, is kind of like, hey, yeah. bro, shit went down. You, you've been trapped in this dimension between time and space. Yeah, sleep, whatever you want to call it. But the rules of time don't apply anymore. You can't you can't belittle it to just that. How do the, how do the rules coma. of time not apply if he ages? Because he's literally in a dimension trapped between eras. He ages one hundred percent, but it's like to me, it's the equivalent of like his body was almost not allowed to participate in the events of the last seven years, but he continued to age. It's like the idea of 
if his body and by extension his mind were not allowed to participate in the last seven years of history, then he hasn't gained any experience or knowledge. He's just like a 12-year-old in a 19-year-old's body. Yeah, I mean, it is. that is kind of what they say. But that's the whole point of when you come back as an adult. They're like, well, now you have the strength to learn all these new skills. And you do along the way, right? You travel back and forth between time and the future at different points yeah. in the game. And, you know, and you and you do have to learn it. Like, they do kind of stumble <coughs> on that. Like, hey, you you have to still become the hero that's meant to save Hero. And they say that multiple times, you know? And that's why Yeah, they say when he's a kid, you're not ready to be the hero yet. And, you know, like... Yeah. The, the shield is too big for you. The sword is too big for you. And then, okay, you age seven years and now you're ready to be the hero because you got your big boy pants on. Yeah, but she even says, like, you got a lot to learn. Like, boy, Who you got a lot him, to learn. Mike? Who changed his clothes in that seven years, huh? The Sage of Time, of course. Disgusting. The perverted old man. Perverted Listen, old in, man. In Greek history, the practice of patriarchy was a normal thing, okay? So maybe he took him as his younger lover... They had a few memories they made in the realm of time. Oh, yeah. Zelda learned oh, yeah. a lot about Link learned a lot Link. about being a man from this elderly man, and they had a beautiful romance. And then he was thrust back into the world, and now he's like, "Yo, where you been? Wow, you learned a couple things. You go, girl. You know." Yeah, he sucks better than a Dyson after that seven years. <laughs> if that's the skills you need to find happiness, to survive, life, I'm the not here to judge. Time? I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to sure, judge. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just saying it's it's. Not not about the sage thing. I don't know. That was just a you know joke. But uh, he is just a kid in a grown man's body, and he's yeah. expected to like. But I I don't feel like they actually do address that. They're like, yeah, you got some stuff to learn, but he's still like a stupid kid. Isn't that one of your favorite animes? Is like the plot of that? Is that Hero Academy? The... No, which That's is the not one, one of my he... favorite animes either. Not <laughs> by a long shot. Anyways, I don't know. I there, don't know. That there's the, there's there's one that I've watched where it's the reverse, where like an adult gets sent back to like his childhood, so he can try and solve a murder. So he has like adult brain. I still think that's weird, but not as weird as like twelve year old and twenty year old's body. You know, you know, it makes me think of like the two kids, like sitting on one their shoulders trying to sneak into the movie theater wearing a trench coat. Yeah, like, I can see why you say that. And I guess for me, I get more so like. Like Alphonse Eldrick, who's suddenly been gifted a, a badass body and does badass things with it. But he was smart from the get-go. I mean, he just so messed was, up. So was, so was Link, just because he's a little naive and he was raised by fairies. I don't think he's smart. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's smart. He is look, a moron. Look, he's got, he's got a great owl to guide him along the way. He's got courage. Oh, and first off... I know. Hey, hey, do, 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 oh that owl. That owl. Okay, so one of my big gripes with this game, the owl's dialogue is so long, and and he always pops up, and he's like, I get he's teaching you things, but like he, the owl bugged me. The owl was. He's rough not for me. teaching you things. He's just he like so you know you start the game, you wake up because Navi gets assigned to you by the great Deku tree. You get summoned by the tree. You have to go find your sword and shield because that dickhead won't let you through to the tree. Man, I wanted yeah. to punch that guy in the face. Yeah. yeah. You go on the tree, and then. Um, you know, you beat the monster in there, it still doesn't save the tree, and, like, the land of the forest falls into sort of disarray and ruin. And then the owl just shows up, and he's like, hoot, hoot, hey, what's up? Go to Hyrule. And you're like, well, who the but fuck are you? It's, 
but the developers keep using the owl and annoyingly so because sometimes it'll be skills you've already learned to try and explain a skill or a device of the game that's supposed to help you navigate like he, he explains to you in that first one that here's this open world the castles on the other side and there's other things like this so this is yeah. how you're gonna walk around here at other times it'll be like hey if you go into this cave it's gonna burn you so you should probably <laughs> get the red tunic so you don't die and it's yeah. like cool i already learned a lot of this stuff bro like you know so he was kind of annoying the owl was my annoying bit and I, don't I find mind, every every single time you get an item, this is one of my biggest gripes with this game, is every single time you get an item, it's like, oh, you got this item. This is how you equip that. Or you can go to this menu to equip the item. And then this is how you equip that item in that menu. You can put it to one of these buttons and you can't fucking skip it. It's like yeah. after two hours, I know how to equip an item. You know, like, I don't need you to tell me anymore. Just say, hey, you got this. Sweet. Like, I'll go play with it now. They're, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. The... the Start of this game, and I'm going to argue all of Young Link is the introduction. Until you become yes. Adult Link, the whole thing, it's like a four-hour intro. Maybe it just took me that long because I you know, wanted to bash my head against a wall every time a minute I was playing this. But the, the whole introduction of the game doesn't let you play the effing game. It's one of my biggest gripes of it's, it's all like they're just, they just tell you everything and they don't let you play the game. And, okay, fine, tell me once. Don't tell me every single time. I don't need that. You can't, like, if you can read faster than that super slow text is going, you can't skip most of the dialogue, you can't skip ahead. Like, it's so slow, and it stops you. Like, it feels like every few minutes, every few minutes you have to stop and read some dialogue. It's like, just let me play the game. And and my adult brain had a harder time with that. It didn't, it, first off, it didn't really bug me. But my adult brain, if I had if I did not have the memories attached to this would have had a tougher time digesting that than my young brain because at the time that wasn't all that different to what a lot of games were doing because a lot of nintendo games had that problem where it's like there'd be an over explanation because i remember in Star Fox too they would like certain planets you'd go to they'd, they'd re-explain something they just explained on the last planet like i think nintendo had that I, I'm going to agree to disagree. Like in Star Fox, you're always moving and flying and it's, it's super rare that you're stopped. It's only like, at the beginning even, of the levels. When the exposition is happening, like, yeah, it's at the beginning of the level. Your ship is yeah. launched and you're moving around. And then you get like two boxes of expedition and you're in there. That's fine. Like yeah. it, it doesn't, it's not stopped. The gameplay hasn't stopped. Yeah, I guess even to if me you're that not you... shooting any, if you're not, even if you're not shooting any enemies in that specific example, you're still able to interact and you can actually skip the dialogue in Star Fox you know it's it's crazy to me because the UI really didn't bug me that much like then you've got because you then I've got the opposite of this with Elden Ring where I'm playing Elden Ring and they don't tell you anything like you have to literally figure everything out yourself and I'm like I wouldn't mind a happy middle ground between uh, yeah it's like, 100% it's two extreme it's like, examples yeah and, and it's it's crazy to me because that UI, like, so get, don't get me wrong, like, the UI is definitely, like, another annoying thing, and this, and this is crazy, because these are the only annoying things you're going to hear from me, because, like, another thing is going back and forth, especially when you get later on in the game, to continually have, like, you'll be going through a temple later on when you get to, like, the spirit temple in the desert, you get to the end game at Ganondorf's castle, and, like, you need to be re-equipping your C buttons, with new items like every other door you go through so it's like okay mm -hmm. in this room i might have to use the lens of truth the hammer and the ocarina of time but then i go through the next door and now i gotta replace that lens of truth and the hammer with the glide boots and the something else and 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 that got a little tedious but i i really didn't 
But at the same time, I didn't mind that. Like, this is such a minor gripe for me because I also didn't mind that because it made me slow down. It made me, I wasn't always rushed through. I wasn't like having to hotkey everything. I was really able to stop and focus. Like, it didn't, it didn't bug me. So that's I mean, why, that's why the, the that's why the water temple is so like notoriously shit on is because it's like go in the menu, unequip the heavy boots so that you can float, and then go back in the menu, equip the heavy boots so you sink. Like people got tired of that. Um, uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, the oh yeah, so the the C buttons. You know how on the Switch controllers? Because I'm assuming you played on Switch. No, I used the Nintendo sixty four controller. Oh, nice. So I, I was using the Switch controller. On the left Joy-Con, it has the four arrow buttons, right? Mm -hmm. Which look like the C buttons. So, but every time, in the, like, I think the first hour I was playing, I kept trying to equip stuff, and it, like, wasn't working, and I would, like, accidentally equip something somehow, and I couldn't figure it out for, like, oh an hour God. that it's the, it's the right stick is the C buttons. And once I, just, once I realized that, it was, like, became so much easier to use. Because then you can just like, you're just like going down for the slingshot or whatever. You just like flick the stick and the slingshot mm -hmm. goes. Like, it's actually, that was a nice quality of life change uh, from having to do the C buttons, I found. You know, for me, I guess it was just so familiar because that's just how I learned the game. So I can't imagine having to translate that to a, a Switch because I haven't played many of the emulator games on the Switch. Like, I played a couple of the Super Nintendo ones that they had on their little Super Nintendo emulator that's on the Switch, but yeah. I, I, you know, those have such basic controls. There was never any Z button needed for those or anything like that. Mm. So it translates pretty well to the Joy-Con controller. But I, the Nintendo 64 is a unique beast. Like, it's a yeah, lot more unique. I think they did a good job. I'll say, like, once you yeah. figure out that the C buttons are the right stick, it worked pretty well. And then just... Uh, from the, I don't know, the grace of modern technology or whatever you want to call it, the fact that you can just hit the home button and go to sleep, and like, you know, like I said, I, I was getting so agitated playing this game, I would literally only play for like 30 to 45 minutes, and then I would just put it to sleep, and then the next time I came back, you're right there, so you don't have to worry about like save points or anything like that, it's just, yeah, put the switch to sleep and then come back when you want. That was, that helped me get through it oh yeah and i can imagine because like i think i would i i did lose my mind a couple times when i had some battles that i didn't remember how to how to win um that i had to figure out because most of the time when you die against the boss and you've used all your fairies like it, it warps you back to the very beginning of the chamber right so you got to work all your way back through and fight all those minor enemies you did and that was annoying i mean back in the day that didn't bug me that bad because that was kind of common practice there wasn't a a lot of games didn't have like a specific save point on Nintendo. Yeah, you get oftentimes. game over and you'd be back at the start of the game. So even just the start of a like a level was pretty yeah. gracious back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like they start you off at least at the start of the dungeon, and you're like, cool, I'm cool with this. Like at least it's only the start of the dungeon. You know what I mean? It's not all the way back. Where yeah, we're, we're a little this. we're a little spoiled now with the checkpoints and all the auto saving. Yeah. And, you, and even in Ganondorf's castle, I think they... But they were conscious of that, and that's why I appreciate it, because, like, you get to places like Ganondorf's castle or the Spirit Temple, and they actually design the level, so there's, like, as you get deeper through the dungeon, so especially Ganondorf's castle, like, you can go through all these little side chambers that you have to clear to open up the main door that gets you up to Ganondorf's tower, right? And sure. you have to fight these series of minor bosses. But at least... 
the, that whole journey you have to take to clear out all the smaller chambers, like the chamber of forest, the chamber of spirit, where you're going to use all your skills you've learned from going through those dungeons in the first place. Well, by the time you're done all those, well, the bridge that brings you to the main tower is right at the beginning of the level. It's right there. And they just have like a, a shield that was originally there that you couldn't cross mm -hmm. before it diverted you on all the other paths. So now it's like, at least when I die, I'm right back to where I would have was starting cave diving this whole level. You know, I, I'm not going all the way back. They designed it well in that sense. Yeah, I remember uh, like getting the hook shot back in the day and then just standing because Ganon's castle's floating, right? Yeah. And then just like trying over and over again to like hook shot onto the floating <laughs> island. <laughs> and that's not at all, yeah. No, it's not, not even at all. not even the long one can can make it. No. But hey, these are the things you try as a kid. You're like, oh, freaking sweet. I got this, like, thing that'll drag me across. Like, yeah, I can shoot into the sky. It'll work. Well, and, and on that note, I guess the, the thing that captivated me even as a kid or even now or what a lot of people when they talk about, you know, when are you guys going to do Ocarina of Time? Like, I had a lot of people around me when they said I was doing a gaming podcast. A lot of non-gamers were like, you know, the one game I remember from my childhood that I loved was Ocarina. And the one thing we all talk about is how, yeah... Ocarina of Time and Navi is always giving you clues as to where you go next. If you've been lingering for too long and you kind of get lost, like she'll tell you, hey, hey, you know, that, you know, that beautiful, annoying voice. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, hey. Shut up. Shut your stupid little mouth. Okay, oh. anyways, but even though the UI or the, I guess the design of the game is always telling you where to go next and what to do. The things that I loved was this was one of the first game that had like a lot of side stuff that they wouldn't explain to you. Like the mask shop. Like yeah. like you go to this mask shop and you get all the masks. You don't know who to sell these to. You just wear them around as a kid and hope somebody's going to be like, yo, cool mask, bro. What? You selling that thing? Like what you doing, man? Yo, that you looking fly there. Like and you're just kind of hoping you're going to get into the right mask. Like, like I remember how hard it was for me to sell the little horned mask. I don't know if you <laughs> sold all the masks or not, but... I never bothered. The, the guy with the horn mask is like, is like, I mean, you're just cruising through the forest in Soraya's forest, and one of the first little elf guys, one of the little the shadow beings that plays the flute in the forest, you just like yeah. roll up to him and you just like have a jam session where you're like, do, 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 do. Yeah. and you guys yeah, are just jamming together. He's like, yo, you're cool. And then he hops down. He's like, whoa, what's with that mask, bro? That's a pretty cool mask. I'd look pretty tough with that mask. You want to sell me that mask? He rips you off. He doesn't give you as much as you sold for it. But like later on, other masks make you way more money that it balances out. But like, you know, stuff like that. A lot of people go way out of their way to do the whole uh, giant master sword uh, quest line where that giant, uh, what's, what are they called? What are the rock guys? Ooh. The, Gar the Garudians? Yeah, the Garudians. I don't know if you stumbled onto the big guy or not. The giant uh, the one that that's lives like in the always the one that's always rolling, and he's like, "Stop me if you can." No, no. There's a guy who's if you go down after you get the bomb gloves and you can throw them, you go down a long. There's like a one of the tunnels has like five five doors you have to blow open, and at the end of it is this giant guy who's so big for his room. He's like, "Hey, bro, I'm a master <laughs> craftsman." And he's like, "I can make you the biggest sword of all time," and he makes you this giant sword that's huge. But the problem is, is that he's got eye irritation. So if you get the sword from him and he makes it for you, as an adult, when you go visit him, he, he gifts it to you. If you, haven't given, if you haven't gone on this long quest as a child to get him eye drops, the sword will always break after five hits. But if you got him the eye drops, you have the second sword that you can only use. Because in the last battle with Ganondorf, you lose your sword. And if you, you can either use the hammer 
or you can use the master sword or some people have to only use whatever they have at their disposal yeah. and so if you have if you've done that quest you can use the master sword in the final uh battle with ganon just ganon not ganondorf but with ganon on uh, his final evolution <laughs> neato burrito yeah, you're like this does nothing for me, Michael. You've swayed nothing. No, that's for me. that's interesting. That's cool. I mean, it's yeah. it's. I'm not gonna knock, or I can't knock a game, at from that time period for having side quests. Like that's pretty. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. I'm I'm not like a lunatic. I'm not gonna just freaking say <laughs> everything about this game is a piece of shit and it's the worst. Like, no, it's not the worst game ever made. No, but no. I mean, like, there's. Look, look, there's little things too. Like, for example, like there's things that I didn't even go out of my way to do in this play, this playthrough. Like finding all the little uh, pieces of the hearts that, like, like, you know, there's little clever things where it's like I love the mechanic they use with the past and the future because I mean they clearly saw that one of the best performing Zelda games before this was A Link to the Past on Super yeah. Nintendo that dominated the market. Like people loved that game and the whole idea of time travel was cool as hell and people liked it. So on this one, in this case. Um, you know, they really got more clever with it where there was main quests. You had to go back and forth. Like when you go to the shadow temple, uh, for example, when you're an adult, you go into the windmill and you see the guy who's always playing that crazy song. And he's like, oh, bro, I've been cursed here for so long because that kid rolled up years ago and played that song and just fucked my life up for now. And, and I've just you're been like, trying to deal with this. Not that kid. Eh. Well, <laughs> and you, you hadn't done it yet. So then you have to go and get the lens of truth as a child from the bottom of the well. So then he teaches you that song in the future. You go back in time right after that to go and you play him that song as a kid. It drains the well. You go into the bottom of the well. You do the first kind of what I call chamber one of the shadow temple as a kid. You're not an adult anymore. You have to find the lens of truth. And the lens of truth is the only thing that allows you to enter the temple as an adult later on. And so, you know, there's that sweet tie in there. The, the thing with the seeds, the... There's the guy who sends it, sells you the little seeds you got to plant everywhere. Yeah, you go he charges plant you more seeds. every time you buy one, that son of a bitch. He's a good businessman. No, <laughs> he's a shark of a businessman. I apologize it's, for all the coughing, and I'm just going to, I got to do like a super timeout. That's okay. That's okay. It's your, it's your, yeah, it's, it's just your body rejecting your arguments. But anyways... Um, no, this is my you know, reaction to having played this game for two weeks. It made me physically <laughs> ill. I'm sick now. Uh, and I'm like, I'm feeling better than ever. Yeah, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but even that guy with who sells you all the peas, like, smart man, because he's always like, these are in high demand. i got to charge you like 200 a pea now. But if you yeah. plant them all, he, they get you to little shards of the heart or other secrets or other things like that. Yeah, you plant like, them in the past and then in the future yeah. they're grown. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I, I don't have that. any issue with that. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that. It's an interesting mechanic. It's neat. Yeah. And it wasn't linked to the past just like a light a light world and a dark world. I don't remember that being time travel. Richard was light Maybe it was, and a dark world. Yeah, I think it was, but I guess to me it was just still the idea of crossing realms type deal. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Steve. Well, yeah, man, but... Okay, so before I go super crazy on this, who, who the... Who, who, tone it down, Steven. Tone it down. <laughs> where where is the who is this owl? Where does he come from? How does he just magically know your destiny? Because he literally just shows up after you're when you're gonna leave the forest and he's like, Oh Link, I know your destiny. You should be going to the castle. Ha ha hoot hoot hoot. Here's twenty minutes there, of dialogue, you little shit. Well, there's some people online, and this is just fan theory, I because I remember reading this, 
some people say it's either is the Sage of Time or it is like an owl sent by the Sage of Time because supposedly they look alike. The owl looks like the old man? Yeah. Because they both have the same faces, supposedly. This is a stretch. This is just a fan theory. I don't think that. I think the animal is just... The owl is just a device from a magical kingdom of freaking Hyrule. So, don't... As a... Doesn't that, like, bother the writer's side of you of just, like, here's just this magical exposition fucking animal that knows everything for some reason? Doesn't that bother you? No, because, I mean, it, it still plays in the whole Come realm on. of things that I love, Come like on. things like Princess Mononoke, the idea of just magical animals that guide you along the way. There's a difference between them, like, guiding you and then them knowing your entire destiny. Owls are known for wisdom. I don't know. It didn't bug me, especially as a kid. I was like, I was like, okay, I get this. This makes sense to me. Owls are what you were. You weren't. You weren't as uh, learned a writer as a child as you are now. I think. Well, okay, but I think if you're going to send anything to know your destiny, the connotation of having the Athenian owl of wisdom around is is going to be. Is well, going to be Athenian good... now? Is he? He's Athenian. No, I'm saying. I'm just saying. In human history, the <laughs> idea is the owl has always been connotated with with wisdom. So to me, it wasn't. It's not that big of a stretch. If you got to introduce any animal to do this, personally, I think it would have been cooler if there would have been some like leak from time or something like that, where there's some some spirit entity or some spirit animal or something that's like, hey, I'm actually from the future, bro, and you become a G. Sure, and I'm not opposed to, you know, like a spirit guide or whatever you want to call it. I just find it's it was a little. Oh, not overdone, but it's just he literally knows everything. Like you don't really have to figure anything out. The owl just tells you. It's like, yeah, go here, and then you go to that place, you do the thing, and then you leave that place, and then the owl's like, yep, go here. It's like he sure. just everything is spelled out for you. Well, but the thing is, it's like dialogue. But I do have to, I do have to argue this. You got the worst of the owl because the owl really does get peeled back when you're an adult. It gets peeled back a lot. The owl really is only there. When you first enter a new region, like Lake Hyrule, so he's like, yo, this is what's up with this place. Nobody's going to really tell you what Lake Hyrule is, so this is what Lake Hyrule is. You're going to go to the Death Mountain. It's it's Hyrule, man. Hyrule, Hyrule, Hyrule. But (laughs) it's like the idea is... All the fans are going to tear you to shreds. Hyrule, sure. But the idea is, is like, you go to Death Mountain. This is what's up with Death Mountain. Hey, you're going to go in this cave. This is what's going to go in this cave. And then after that, you see the most, the worst of that as a kid. So it's kind of also part of that intro thing because you really don't see the owl that much when you become an adult. Fair enough. And I guess we should explain that part of the deal of me or us doing this was that I only had to play until I got to Adult Link. So everything else... So that introductory part is super fresh for me. Everything after that, you know, I have to maybe have bits and pieces of from when I played it, you know, 15 years ago. Like... I'm not, I don't have much memory of that. I have played it, but I don't remember much of it. And uh, isn't your thing that you never got past the water temple? I never said that. What? Oh, really? <laughs> I never said that, yeah. I don't know why. But that's just what everybody assumes. When they, when you say, oh, I don't like Ocarina of Time, everyone's immediate reaction is, oh, you just probably couldn't get past the water temple. It's like, no, motherfucker, I beat the water temple. <laughs> like, I probably so didn't you- figure... I probably didn't figure it out back then. I would have looked it up on game FAQs when that was a thing. 
Because I, um, I didn't play it on N64. I didn't. I never had an N64. I had Super Nintendo and then eventually got a PlayStation 2 like four years hmm. into that thing's life cycle. So I played N64 either at a friend's house or eventually on my own through 100% legal means. <laughs> You're right. You, you played the Wii kickback, right? Yeah. 100%. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wii. Yeah. Uh, but, no, no, so... You did beat the game, right? Uh, probably not. I don't think I ever made it to Ganon's temple or whatever castle. Did you make it to the spirit temple? I don't remember. I don't remember. The desert? I don't remember. Mm. I honestly don't remember. I know the only reason I know I beat the water temple is because everyone makes that freaking argument. Oh, you didn't beat the water temple. Like, and I know. Well, it's crazy for me because it is... This game becomes its best actually at the Water Temple onwards for me. Like the Water Temple, like after this playthrough, the Water Temple and the Spirit Temple were my top two temples. And it goes like Water Temple, Shadow Temple, Spirit Temple, Ganon's, Ganon's Castle. Like, man, from that is where like my best memories of this game come from. It's probably because I'm always remembering those four last temples and how sure. good they are that I always have such fond memories of this. Because the early so ones when, are annoying. Well, when you become an adult, the first one you go to the there's the forest temple is forest the first temple. one you do, and then isn't it the fire temple is next? Yeah, fire temple and fire and temple then, is my least favorite. And then after that is the water temple. Yep, and then yeah. shadow and then spirit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So it's been a long time. Um, all of that was to say, like, I got to the adult link. And I was so frustrated with it. That was this most. That was the most of it I was gonna do, and maybe that was wrong based on what you're saying. I can admit that because if you're, I don't have great memories of Adult Link either. I don't remember hating it. I hate the beginning part now. And let me like let me ask you this question. Generally, the amount of time that you're going to get to sell somebody on a I got to stop hitting the table when I talk that you're going to get to sell somebody on the game is going to be that like opening 30 minutes to an hour you're probably yeah. going to know by then if you're going to want to continue or not yeah this was a few hours of serious frustration and annoyance to get through look but at the time but here look in retrospect when i come back to play this game i'm always like how can i just skip forward to get to adult link because that's truly when the game begins in my opinion but you can't um, you can't skip. you can't you can't but at the time when this came out and this is me now thinking back to little polish boy michael um like you're not bothered by it because it's doing something so unique. Like you had, like there were open world RPGs, sure, on PlayStation and stuff like that. But like this one was, it really was unique. Like 64 gave you a different vessel in a way in. Like it wasn't like a here you cross over a patch of grass like in Pokemon or or, or Final Fantasy VII, and suddenly you're in a battle where it's three people lined up against each other doing attack powers. It's like here's this real world open. You cross a threshold and you're fighting something in real time. And like you're getting surrounded by skeletons in real time. And like as a kid, you don't have the the strength to always take on the things that you're getting thrown at, but you still got to figure it out. And it's terrifying. Like I remember one of my fondest memories, which I still enjoy, which I still enjoy, is in the young, when you go to Death Mountain as a kid, when you have to fight the lizard people and they're like, 
and they're throwing their little their little shanks at you. Like yeah. I remember as a kid, like fighting on these little narrow platforms where you'll drop and fall into a pit of lava and stuff. That won't kill you. That'll just burn you and burn oh. your shield if you're if you're equipped with your wood shield. Like that was fun. That was exciting. That was terrifying. Like it kept me captivated enough where I was like, oh my god, like what's gonna happen here? Let's just get these three stones, see what happens. Like for me, the hardest thing to push through was always um, inside the whale. I hated that as a kid, and I still don't really like it as an adult. But I knew how to get through it fast. To get the the, the water stone in the in the belly of Shabu Shabu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have to rescue right. the the princess when she's young. Yeah, that to me is the most annoying part of the game. Uh, that level was pretty annoying. I didn't. Yeah. I kind of liked the boss at the end of that one, but the I guess the point I'm trying to make is yeah when this came out I don't, I don't even think i can defend it that way because mario 64 did everything you're describing better and before ocarina of time came out you well you're getting into by... go, ahead. go ahead no no go 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 don't say it, say it i was gonna say you like you can be surrounded by enemies and that and the controls are so freaking tight it feels good and you have platforming in that that like it's, it's super narrow or super precise. It never feels like you're out of control. I, the controls in uh, Ocarina of Time drove me nuts. I hate the fact that you have no control over your jump. The uh, Hang on. Uh, where's my notes on this? Uh, I just wrote terrible control. <laughs> but yeah, the, the not being able to control your jump was one of the most frustrating things to me. Like in the first level that you play in the Deku Tree, you know you have to climb up and it seems like it's super obvious what you have to do, right? You climb all the way up, and then you jump down so you can break through the spider web, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But the, the only way you jump is you just walk off a ledge, and then you don't really have any control over it. If you don't hit the spot, like, you know, I'm not going to say perfectly in the middle, but pretty damn close to it, the web doesn't break. So I kept doing this over and over again, Thinking, and I eventually thought I was, like, doing something wrong. So I looked it up, and it was like, no, you just got to make sure you hit it super dead center. It was like, that was so frustrating. Like, either give me control of the jump, or just make it that when you do the thing you're supposed to do, like, don't make it this, like, four-pixel thing that you have to hit so that it goes through. Just like, no, okay, you got to the top, you know, you got your slingshot, you beat the spiders that you've seen for the first time. You got to the top, you jump off, you're through, and you can progress. Like, that was so annoying. I did have another okay. note about the camera, or uh, the controls. Okay. And this isn't just a, a Zelda or an Ocarina of Time thing. For whatever reason, a lot of uh, games that came out of Japan in the 90s always had inverted camera controls, and you couldn't oh switch it. Oh, my God. It just always messes me up. I, it's On a mouse, I'm inverted, but on a joystick, I'm not, for whatever reason. And so just... It, having to think about that every time you want to do something is it's, a, it's an annoyance, but it's not unique to Zelda, so I'm not going to you know harp on that too much. Yeah, and I mean, and I agree with you. Where during that era, there was a lot of like coming from tank controls, which were a lot of games were. Um, like I hated even in Zelda or Mario or anything how you had to like Z lock to look forward or mm -hmm. press up on the C pad to look around to look around the room, and and you know when that happens. That is the frustrating bits, but you but you're right that that's not unique to either of the gay titles I just I, mentioned. I, I, that I, was just I'm like willing the era. to admit that, but it's just another 
when when you're already bothered by so many things happening in the game, it's just it's another annoyance, you know. And if, I feel like on the the Switch port, at least they could have given you the option to switch it. I'm I'm surprised that they didn't, because that's so commonplace now to be able to just like toggle it to inverted or not inverted. So I'm a little surprised. Maybe it's just like an oversight, or they just didn't. Well, play. but you know, the Switch port gets a lot of gripe. The Switch ports of all of a lot of the Nintendo games of her regular Nintendo N64 get a lot of gripe because a lot of people say they just they just clearly just wanted to process them and make them functional on Switch graphically, and then we're like, we don't give a shit about optimizing your gameplay experience. You know what's a great gameplay experience on the Switch, Mike? Hmm. Mario Golf. 64. It is, it is. But that <laughs> one had such... Okay, but anyways. But going back to the Zelda yeah. thing, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I guess for me, and I get why if I was struggling to get into a game, and then, you know, it is why, like, I never played Metal Gear Solid 1 when I was a kid. I tried to play it when I was older. I still haven't finished it because sometimes the freaking controls in that game and the little gimmicks you have to do, like switch your controller mm -hmm. when you're fighting that ghost guy just annoying and it pisses me off i'm like no matter how good this story is i'm just getting pissed off trying to figure out this dumbass thing you know what i mean i like it's, that it's, gimmick specifically but the, the, that one is it's rough it's rough it controls it is it yeah, is and that's kind of yeah but a lot of so a lot of games are hard to translate going back it, they, re they really are like you know i wish i could have given you an unreal 5 revamp to for you to replay for this experience you know but i couldn't i had to give you but, but doesn't have. this sort of bring us to the larger point of it doesn't hold up. Mario 64, to this day, you can pick it up and play it and it feels great. Right away. Ocarina of Time does not. It does for me. Ugh. That's I had weird. no problem. All The only thing, just because it bugged me to have to Z-lock to look forward... I have that same problem in Mario 64. Like, so what? It, the jumping thing didn't bug me so much because when you Z-lock in and you're in the battles, that's like the equivalent of the same thing that I'm... Honestly, I'm playing Elden Ring and Zelda at the same time. I'm doing... I know that I can jump in Elden Ring. I get that, that I have a free jump button. But when I lock in and I'm doing PvP combat, it feels the exact same. My backflips are my backflips. My, my side rolls are my side rolls. Like, all those jumps are there in combat, and that's all I need them for. Do you know what brought me no end of joy, though? Playing Ocarina of Time? Go ahead. So you know you can name your know. character, right? At the beginning, it yeah, asks you okay, to put yeah, in your yeah. name. So I called Link Douche. And there were so many lines of dialogue that just became so funny. And <laughs> the one in particular that I wrote down. So, you know, when you're a kid, you sneak into Hyrule Castle and you meet Zelda. And yeah, she's like talking to you for a bit and, you know, the thing with Ganon at the window happens. And she's like, oh, you know what? I've been talking all this time and I forgot to ask your name. What's, what's your name? And then, you know, Link's just like... And then it cuts back to Zelda. She's like, oh, douche. Strange. It somehow sounds familiar. <laughs> I was fucking dying, dude. So, uh, I had that I feel that like I've used one me. of those. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this before. It's like, oh, I bet you have. Like, <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. So, I mean, yeah, at but, least I had that but, going for me. Okay, but like, so let's lean in deeper into your commentaries here because I am going to end this like later on when we get to that point on like positive notes and all the things I loved about this replay and everything like that. But let's keep going down your rabbit hole. Like, tell me about your experience this time besides being annoyed and like what more? What's on the list? What other things bothered me? 
Yeah. Oof. Uh, you know, we've done like a pretty decent chunk of them. Um, some of it's nitpicky, like, you know, the the constant beeping when you're low on hearts. Like that's just Yeah, annoying. that kills me. That yeah, kills that's me. That's just annoying. Um, similar to the um, how it tells you how to equip an item every time. Everything that you do is like any any way you're interacting with the game is basically the A button. Right? It's the you know, they even say, Oh, the blue A button. Everything is that button. And every time they're like, oh, you do this by pressing the blue A button. I don't let you do this. I just every single time. And I don't know why they did that. Like made the A button so many things. I don't I didn't like I don't think the left trigger does anything, right? And I don't remember and B is the dodge button, isn't it? B is no no, B is your sword. Um B is your sword, you're right. B is your sword. A is your dodge button. Um yeah. Only when you're locked on, though. L and R, I don't remember what they do. It's hard. R, I don't R remember. R does something. R, I, I can't believe like we did finish this two. Yeah, weeks I, 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 I think, I think L, L clears your like target lock. Anyway, um, it was too many things for that one button to do. So, like, if you want to, you know, like the boxes you can push. Mm-hmm. You might want to climb the box, but you hit A, and all of a sudden he grabs it and he pushes it, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And you gotta pull it back. And you try like, it's just, it's annoying. It's not the end of the world. It's annoying. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And and I guess for me, one thing I had to get used to again when I jump back into this playthrough was paying attention to what word was over the A button, right? Because you have that screen yeah. in the corner, and so that was always, that was important. You're always glancing up there, you know, to the top right. It's like, okay, is it saying the right thing? Am I going to do the right action? And I like I found. Um, walking on anything that was a little bit narrow to be the biggest pain in the ass. And that might have been... I'll say that might be because of the Switch. Because on the N64 controller, it's all grooved, right? Like mm -hmm. It has all those little grooves. The Switch doesn't have that. So anytime I'd be trying to walk straight, like, Buddy would just be, like, doing this. or like So I'd, like, fall off a rope bridge or just, like, off a cliff. And I was like, fuck, like, I just want to walk straight. Like, even in the very first village, there's that girl that's, like, on top of a platform... Yeah. You can only get to by walking across the beams. It took me like seven tries. <laughs> I, I will admit I did not have that error because even by the time you get to Ganondorf's castle and you're doing the spirit room, uh, it's all a bunch of invisible narrow platforms that you have to get across this giant chasm. And that's where you get the, the gold gloves, the gold gloves that let you lift monoliths and stuff mm -hmm. like bigger things than just yeah. the rocks. And like to get to that, you have to traverse. You not only have to traverse a narrow pathway, you have to jump off one crooked narrow pathway to another. So it's like, yeah, I did not have that struggle. Like, you know what I mean? But it might have been by the fact I was using the N64 an N64 controller. controller. Like even in um, in the belly of the whale, there's like one section where you have to... It's full of bats, which are fine. Like you can lock onto them and slingshot them pretty easy. But again, like you, you've got to jump up, you got to climb again, and then you got to go along this narrow thing. And I was like... Just kept fucking falling off. Like I, like I feel like I'm just pushing straight. I'm like this motherfucker just won't go straight. It was so annoying. But well, I also got I got also got in the habit of z locking every time I was at a, at a narrow path. Like right away I'm at the the front of the path z, and then it just straightens me out, and then it's easier for me to use the control. That's what I was trying to do, but again, like mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just 
because I don't have that groove where it's perfectly straight. Like, Buddy just never wanted to go straight. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I was losing my shit, man. I was, yeah. Too many times I was just losing my mind. What, there's, there's, there's a game I played recently like that that was driving me insane for a similar reason. I just don't remember what it was, but I guess I didn't have that just because I got lucky with the controllers, right? Maybe. Well, like, okay, you go to... The first time you go to Hyrule Castle and you're sneaking in, you got to get the yeah. the chicken egg. Yeah. Right? Because that's the only way Buddy's going to wake up is if you wake him up yeah, with the chicken. Yeah, yeah. From Malin, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, because she's waiting outside. Yeah. I I, 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 I kind of found the sneaking into the castle pretty funny because like Buddy's just there, and like you're if you're do the, like the thing that a lot of people do, which is the dodge roll to move fast, you just have Link going like yeah. And then, like, just the dude, like, not hearing him. Uh, yeah, nobody's funny. hearing you. No yeah. one's hearing you yet. But, you know, you, you go to wake up her her dad, because if you don't, you can't move the boxes so that you can jump into the castle. But it's like, okay, put the egg down and wait. Ooh, this is riveting gameplay. You gotta wait a whole day-night cycle for this chicken egg to hatch. Like, I guess for me, it usually hatches... I didn't have to wait that long. I feel like by the time I snuck back into the castle, I literally rolled like four times and it was morning. I've, I I got the egg from her, snuck into the castle, put the egg down, and it was just like... I you know what I think my benefit was? It so you know what I think my benefit was? I got the egg from her just before nighttime. And so I, did, I only had to wait like a little bit because that day-night cycle happens pretty quick. But if you get it at the beginning of a day... Then you have to wait for the next morning. That's still shit. That's, I know that's it is not shit. A great, that's shit. That's not a good uh, like. Yeah, but that's the only that's the only time you the day and night cycle really comes in because like everything else is pretty locked in more around time. Like you know, getting a Pona and learning her song and then racing the freaking the evil ranch guy. Like that yeah. happens because of time. And you know, long like ranch. yeah, and you know, and that. To me, I remember the first time I got a, a Pona, like, I was way more geeked out about having a horse as a kid. That was the first game I ever got to ride, like, horseback and go through yeah. all this stuff. I like, that was, yeah, that I was like a big a thing as a kid. As but, an adult, uh, I just kind of rushed through it. Yeah. Because um, when you're young, Link, you're just sort of wandering around. You know, everything takes a while to get to. A Pona was sweet. Like, it's, it's a nice mechanic and... To be able to get around faster, and you can call her with the, you know, the ocarina. Uh, and then Epona was usurped by uh, Roach from The Witcher Three, who was then usurped by Torrent from The Elden Ring as best horse. I still have the horse from uh, uh, Shadows of the Colossus as my number one. Ooh, damn, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Because that's one of the saddest endings I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, but I've just been. Been through so much with Torrent, man. Been through so much. Yeah, I mean, for me, Roach Roach beats Torrent still, but I, I'm still a, a youngling by comparison in the Elden Ring lands. <laughs> the, land, anyway. the lands. Anyways, Epona, yeah, but... good horse. Epona was a good horse. and Epona was a good horse. The, you know, the... I, I kind of laughed at the narrative quite a few times. Uh, you know, you were talking about the... The, the goddesses, like, you know, you come out of the Deku tree, and then Mr. Owl shows up, and he gives you the whole, like, creationism myth. Uh, you know. The tree does. The Deku tree does. The, I promise, the Deku tree does. Okay, that's fine. Anyway. But, I, I, at one point, 
you know, so they're like, okay, the goddesses of strength, courage, and whatever the other one was, you know, power. they leave their, they leave that power, they leave their presence behind in triangles. I was like, get the fuck, you did not just say triangles, like, come on. You could have used some sort of, like, thesaurus or... You know, they left their essence behind to, you know, be combined into the Triforce to protect the realm. But it's like, no, they left the world and left behind triangles. It's like, come on. Maybe it come sounds on. more beautiful in Japanese. Maybe. Maybe. But that was brutal in English. And like, yeah. I, I found there, even, you know, with, with <laughs> leaving out douche, so much of the dialogue made me laugh. Because it's like, this is just bad. And, you know, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it is the localization. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, later on, I mean, it's digit. Like, look, the story gets better and better and better. Like, I'm not going to disagree that as a kid you're just getting spoon-fed everything, but then suddenly you arrive in the future in this desolate temple that looks like nothing's changed, but this, this, this shadow-cloud temple where there's this new character you haven't seen named Sheik who starts mm -hmm. guiding you along, which, spoiler alert, is Princess Zelda and is guiding you the whole time and is hiding from Ganondorf because she knows she has part of the Triforce on her, right? So throughout this way, she kind of becomes the owl at one point. Like, she almost replaces the owl in regards to, like, the things. She'll teach you the new songs to warp from temple in temple so you don't even have to cross the lands. As soon as you get to a temple once... You can fast travel to any temple by a song, and that streamlines traveling big time. Like, arguably, opponents kind of useless when you're an adult, besides getting to somewhere you. first. How dare but you? But it's true. But it's true. It's after a certain amount of time, when you get to something once, you end up fast traveling more so with the, with the songs, if you're trying to keep it efficient. If you're trying to explore, you're going you're gonna to need Epona. Because, like, I remember some people hookshot across, like, so when you get to the Garrido Valley, you can either hookshot across to the bridge across the way, or you can use Epona to jump across. I jump yeah. across, always with Epona, because it's the more <laughs> badass way. But you're following this story about how you're, you know, these shadow-clad lands, all the people from your past have end up all becoming a sage of time. You know, Soraya becomes the sage of the forest. The Zora becomes the princess of the Zoras and the water temple sage. Um... What's it called? Your brother, the D guy who does the dance to Soraya's song becomes the, the fire temple guy. You know, they all have something. Even, uh, what's her face? Impa, uh, Zelda's guardian, becomes the, the, shadow, the shadow sage. And, you know, Makes all sense. along the way, yeah, yeah, all along the way, you're learning more and more about the story about how Ganondorf, um, well, the... The Garridos, I don't, ah, I don't remember the name of their, his people, but the, let's call them the Garridos, for lack of a better word. Like, they are okay, all, right. all, yeah, but the Garridos, whatever. Let's just call them that for now. I'm going to get massacred anyways for Hyrule. Uh, so, yeah, Hyrule for Hyrule. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's what I mean. So, uh, anyways, all this to say is you get down eventually to the spirit temple. You cross this beautiful desert where you're guided by a ghost, which is one of my favorite moments of the whole game, is traversing this desert where you can't see anything, where you just have these broken pieces of caravans lost that are guiding you across, and then you have to literally follow a ghost using the magic lens of truth to this beautiful colossus in the middle of the desert, which is like their point of worship. And they're a tribe of only women. And the problem is, is that only one man is born to them every hundred years or something like that. And this one man was Ganondorf. And Ganondorf decided to seize the power of that and made a deal with two witches to sort of claim unlimited power. And he becomes more and more evil and reckless to the point where he eventually convinces the king that he wants to, 
you know, that he can be like a trusted knight and he can serve him, but ends up doing that just so he can discover where the, the origins of the Triforce are. And yeah. along the way, he slips into the Chamber of Time and although he only gets one aspect of the Tri's Force, which is power, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, he ends up using that and tainting the kingdom by what he found in the little bit of the Chamber of Time he could enter. And that corrupts everything, you know, and that's a trope that's been done like you said, versus the shadow and the, or the light and the dark realm in Link to the Past. They do it with the, the calamity in Breath of the Wild. And I don't know, to me, this was just like the best iteration of that, of that narrative. Like, I don't like Breath of the Wild. Like, there's a lot of things I don't like about Breath of the Wild. Like, I, I, don't, I don't mind it, but it's not, oh. it doesn't, I, I lose, because one of the big things I like about Zelda is the whole medieval aspect of it putting it as this like tribal narrative just kind of like made it like this open sandbox you can play in cool but you know the things i didn't like about breath of the wild like your your weapons get destroyed you there is a lot less people telling you what to do um i don't know i just it lost it lost the magic of like a knight's tale to me and this mm. one can't preserve that knight's tale like even when you like there's some quintessential moments i'm just gonna rave about here for a second like for me when you go to the the forest temple for the first time going to the forest temple after all you've done is the the three temples where you get the stones like it's darker it's more mature the battles are more intense you're fighting like wolves and ghosts and things that are a lot leveled up you have shadows crawling down from the wall in twisted hallways that can scoop you up and kill you in a second yeah, uh, you even, have even before that like you know you spend your time as young ling like you said it, everything is like bright and colorful and then you know you get the stones you go into your sleep coma uh <laughs> i'm just saying that to piss you off and then you come back as the adult as soon as you step out of the temple like you're in high rule you were just there like not five minutes ago in like probably gameplay time it was a bristling town people were you know playing and full of life and you know, there's a festival going on, and then you come out, everything is destroyed. There's these shambling zombies everywhere. Like, immediately, it's way worse. Like, yeah. In those seven years, like, it has gone real bad. It has gone very bad. And they did a good job with that. Like, you come out, yeah, and you're just like, holy, what the f has happened while you've and, been in a and coma? And yeah, while you've been sure, while you've been in a coma. but And, and they continue on with it well, because it is like... You walk out right away and where the one guard watching all the pots was now is this like the shadowy merchant that's like, I trade ghost souls. Like, okay, mm -hmm. sweet, sweet touch. You know, you go, you go to cross the bridge that only opens during the day. No, the bridge is completely destroyed, torn apart by a freaking giant or something like that. And then you yeah. stumble out and it's like, and just, it's dark everywhere. Zora's domain is frozen. Uh, the Death Mountain is completely desolate like all the people have been robbed and taken by a dragon that's trying to feast on them the forest temple everyone's hiding because it's just your old home is contaminated by creatures mm -hmm. um like everything the shadow temple i mean when you first walk into kokorika village which is one of the last places that kind of endures is like a normal place when you go to a t when you go to travel to the shadow temple the town is on fire it is actually burning to the ground and Impa and Impa shows up and is like, "Yo, bro!" Like, or Sheik shows up and is like, "Yo, shit got real." There's a, there's a darkness that lives at the bottom of the well and it's been freed and it's just been terrorizing this region and stuff like that. You know, the gravedigger is one of the only people that survived. Like, everything gets darker 
everything gets darker, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I preferred the darker ruined civilization because everyone in happy times, I wanted to smack them across the face. They all look so stupid. Everyone looks like a total goof when you're yeah, like, like, I hate it. But that. maybe you but maybe you should have pushed through to all the grown up temples, you know? Not this time. Not this time. Not this time. There the won't only... be a time. No, there's never gonna be a time where I touch that game again. The the only three characters I like and none of them are Link, is I think Sheik looks badass, which again is grown up Zelda. The king of uh the rock people. I think his name is uh Darunia. D Darunia. Darunia. It's like you meet him, and he's the only one of them that's, like, buff, and he's got the spiky hair. All the other people in his kingdom, they're just, like, you know, tubby and slow and rolling around, like, low energy. And you meet him, and you play him a song, and he's just like, oh, hell yeah, like, this is the best. And, okay, you can go into the, the into the place to get the stone. And then when you come out, Buddy, like, jumps off the mountain and fucking elbow drops you because he's so happy to see you and that you rescued the cave. The guy's hilarious. Love him. He's great. So that guy, Ganondorf, because he looks badass, and Sheik. But Ganondorf, and the, great, they did a great job with his and him as a villain. They always have. Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to think of who else I would add to that list myself. I do enjoy... Sorry. I enjoy... I, think, I enjoy... I, I, I was going like to say... I, I, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, the only other person I really enjoy beyond those three are, I do like Impa, and I do like the, the what's it called, the Poe Merchant, and I like Soraya. Like, those are all characters I, I enjoy quite a lot. So do you remember what happens when Link leaves the forest the first time? Yeah. So Saria's on the bridge, and then she gives him her ocarina, and yeah. then... Link takes it and he just slowly backs away with like a, a scared look on his face and runs off. Fuck, that was so funny. That was great. Bye. Bye. You're not even going to wave goodbye? No. And he's just I'm like... going to dip. Yeah, I'm going to dip. <laughs> I'm out of here. Then you, and then you can call her, or not call her, but you, when you play her song on the ocarina, you can talk to her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gives you advice or whatever you have to do next? Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of the first things I did when I became adult Link is, uh, you know play Saria's song just because it's the best song in the game and then she's just like oh Link you're back like alright come meet me at the forest temple like, dude's been gone for seven years and you're yeah. so casual about it like ah I knew you'd be there okay just meet me at the temple and then meet Meanwhile, if it had been the owl he's like let me give you this monologue of everything that's happened and what you're about to do I had to so you were talking about uh, Zara's Zara's, Zara's domain yeah, I I went in there, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to use your bombs or whatever, you know, to get up to Zoro's domain." Blah blah blah, and I I forget what I did, but I ended up leaving by accident and then coming back, and I had to listen to all of that dialogue again, and I got really? so mad. Yeah, the owl Damn. came back and said all Damn. the same stuff. I was so I mad. don't remember that. I, that has never happened to me that the owl comes back twice. I, you don't think you're supposed to leave once you go in there. It was just like a goof. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is, and it does suck because you can fast forward a little bit, but it's so. And then I think they put the "Do you want me to repeat this?" Yes button on top, not the yep. no button first. So it's yep. so easy to just try and skip through and accidentally hit the yes button again. You have to like oh, you get there, stuck in that. a loop. That that happened to me a lot, even in this playthrough as a kid and everything. But I don't know what else. What else? Throw it. Whatever. What else you got? 
That's it, man. That sums up most of my negative feelings. I think it's it, this game doesn't hold up. I think it has one of the worst introductions to a game period that I've ever played. And it's okay. It, it's so long. It's so long of an introduction. There's so yeah. much stuff that you have to do just to get to the meat and potatoes of this game that it, it makes me not want to play it. It made me it like I like, I, I didn't hate it going into playing it for to get ready for this. I hate it now. Look, okay. Why this is one of my top five games still, even after this playthrough of all time, is because this is the game that taught me how to love magic, how to navigate open world open world RPGs. But this isn't even an RPG. Uh, how to how do sort of how to craft and look for puzzles as I'm going from place to place, um, how to utilize different, different tools in different scenarios, how to fight, like fighting some of these bosses with some of the, the best experiences I've still had. Like, you know, I'm going to be doing a top battles video for this one because I have so much content on battles for this one, like a top three battles. And like, and the biggest thing for me is like, you know, there are some amazing moments going to the forest temple for the first time and having to go through these shadowy, twisted hallways only to fight Gedendorf's spirit that comes through on a, on a ghost horse through paintings. Badass. Like going through, going through the water temple and just, it had the best music and this sense of mystery. Like even the way they played the music gave it this, this like you're in the heart of the desert mystery kind of musical overtone that's just guiding you through. You're trying to figure out all these mysteries. Yeah, it's annoying taking the, the iron boots on and off, but it was a lot easier this time. It was a lot easier than I remember as a kid. And then at the end of all that, you get into what was the hardest battle for me in the entire game, Mirror Link. Mirror Link took me so long this time because uh, it's just so cheap how you have to beat him sometimes. It, it, you either have to like find your little combo of, of items you need to use against him and then just keep going, or B, but at the same time, it's this unique fight. It's like you walk out of this placid lake where it's like you fight a, literally a mirror of yourself. You know, that's another great moment for me. Another amazing one is I remember riding uh, down this river of shadows, which is only a, a quick spell on this boat in the shadow temple and these skeletons are dropping down you're just fighting them on this boat and then navi's suddenly like yo brother this boat's about to sink dip dip and you have to jump off and then spirit temple dude the spirit temple was to me i think why i love the mystery of the desert and like games that take place in the desert because getting lost following that ghost out to the spirit temple having to go back and forth in time, having to unravel the mysteries in there, getting the mirror shield, the way they use light to break doors, to open portals, to open doors, and then fighting these 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 spirit knights from place to place, which were these really fun battles of these giant beastly knights you're fighting. And at the end of it all, these two witches, like that to me is like such a crescendo of that game. Like, And then after that, it's just end game. I was like, yeah, cool, cool. This did it for me. Should have ended with Mirror Link killing you and just ending your suffering right there. Did you maybe a favor. Did maybe you the whole you. world a favor with just Mirror Link killing you. It's like up, oh, that's it. Done. Well, the the problem is it wouldn't be doing the world a favor. It'd be it'd be doing a favor to the um, angry few that don't like it in the in the corners because this is still a popular game amongst a lot of reviewers, game players from that era. It is more beloved than hated. I know I'm not alone. I'm not going to name the the two people within our my our 
I'm not going to name the two people. I'm going to protect their identities so they don't get <laughs> assaulted by you delusional freaking Zelda fans. I don't assault. I don't assault. I, look, to me, this is a cornerstone of my heart. Like, this is, it was a simple narrative that allowed a lot of freedom for imagination to pour through in a knight's tale. <coughs> yeah, Sorry. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. It's a cornerstone of crap, because that's what it is. It was, you know, you when it came out and it doesn't hold up. It's just poop. But I'm glad you like it, Mike. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I love you. I have nothing yeah. more to say about this steaming pile of dog poo. Look, and that's okay. And that's okay. But needless to say, this is... If you it, look, if you can get through the user interface hiccups and the the challenges of having to use a C button when there's no more C buttons and the control dimensions and the the gap you have to fill playing it on the Switch, it, it is worth the journey because it is a simple, beautiful story. I have no desire to ex experience any more of it. Like I would play this, and then I wouldn't want to play another. Like I didn't play other video games even though I was only playing this for like 30, 40, 30 to 45 minutes. I was just like so annoyed and frustrated. I was like, I don't want to touch a freaking controller right now. See, and I, and I was like, this is such a smooth, easy thing to get into that I could play for two to four hours and was like, okay, I got through a lot there. And you can actually achieve a lot. Like I can go through a two to four hour gaming session or a one to two hour. And I've not just dummied a dungeon, but I've also like already started and did half the intro to the next dungeon you know like i've already done quite a bit in that in that time so i didn't have that problem for me it was it was easy to step into for me playing it at the same time as elden ring where fucking for the same amount of time all i've done is slash one guy's leg and maybe learned how he kills me faster and like that was more frustrating to me I'm, you know but why, i love you know, elden you know ring why, so you know why you like this game you know why you like it so much you got a, a fish woman fetish you just wanted to bang the fish princess when she was an adult. I was actually always into Saraya more, or, or Sari as you call her. Sure, sure. I, I was you. more into Saria always. You, I know you, man. You see those fish lips, and you get all see? hot and bothered. But even as a even as a kid, you know, it's funny because it plays into that uh, that fantasy of here's here's three women you get to choose from uh, in a video game yet again. You know what I mean? Uh, it's classic Japanese harem stuff. You know, yeah, always I know. The, the I know. protagonist is just every woman's in love with the protagonist. Yeah, like the mo most mid-looking guy. Maybe if maybe if they were as handsome as you, Mike, I would believe it. But ah, uh, thank you so much. Well, you know, and and the, the the thing a lot of people gripe about this one is like the from my journeys. I guess the people who've commented on this to me is like everyone hated fighting Bongo Bongo, who's the Shadow Temple main main Bongo, badass but like once you realize you just have to use the lens of truth and just kind of reveal him and shoot him in the eye and just slash him a bunch of times it's actually you know it's it's a pretty easy boss but like for me it was you literally just what you just said though you're like oh, as long as you figure out the boss's weak point which is the same thing for every single boss is figure out what, what the weak point is or yeah, what hey, they're weak to that's hey, not different hey i you know i only had to look up online to remind myself a couple things I remembered quite a bit on this, but on this game, like, uh, but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed some of these boss fights. Like, and I remember probably as a kid having that same sort of like laying the foundation for games that were like, you need to learn all the ins and outs of this boss to beat him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's some that are just annoying. You got to get the timing perfect. Like every time fighting Ganondorf and fighting spirit Ganondorf, it's pretty much the same battle. But then like when you get to Ganon, 
Ganon is was a great boss. I enjoyed fighting Final Form Ganon. I enjoyed fighting even that first spider in the Deku tree. Like that was kind of like unique. I remember as a kid even refining that unique. That was terrifying. I enjoy the Spirit Temple, but not so much the witches. The witches are a little annoying. I enjoy I enjoy Bongo Bongo. Like there's a couple the drag I enjoyed fighting the dragon. Like there's a, some cool ones. The water temple boss is kind of annoying, but like the whole temple's annoying. What are you gonna do? Whatever. I love my, the water temple. My my objective was never to like convince you that you should hate this game, Mike. Although part of you was convinced and you might convince me. No, I don't think I can. You're very much, you, once you've made up your mind on something, no one's going to change it for you, no matter how sure. convincing the argument is. You have to make your own up. Your you have sure. to make up your own mind. That's how you are. But I, I, I never wanted to, like, tarnish this game for you or make you hate it. I think it's shit. And I'm never going to not think it's shit. I'm super happy for you that you like shit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, to each their own. Where one man sees shit, another sees gold. Okay? Well, you sure. You can polish a turd. It's still a turd. Hey, look. So we can slowly start wrapping this up because next week we get I to think see we if... we wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. But next week we get to try to see if Michael can actually hate a game because I don't actually hate any games. I don't really hate any games. There's games I avoid and a lot of the games I do dislike, you dislike as well, but... We're going to be trying Prey because I don't like the look of the game and I would have never got it unless you had recommended it. I thought uh, it was just a waste of my time. So we'll see how it goes. I can't wait to rip your arguments to shreds. If you, I don't if know you if I have arguments. Me, uh, if you come at me with you not liking it in the way that I think you're going to express your dislike for it, I'm going to come at you so hard, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like it. or I might like it. I have no idea. Truth be told I right thought, now, um, I just... Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was a bad one. There's a season there somewhere, too. I thought you said um, like the Mega Man-style games were really not your cup of tea. I don't go for them. But I don't, don't hate them. They don't bother you? don't bother you? Hey, buddy. No. No, the only, the only games that bother me are like the Contra games, the ones that are like the... Oh, you're just God. flying... Yeah, maybe that's what we should do one day. But what are we gonna do? Ripping I on you liked, either? Uh, uh, Metal Slug, though, which is like the same thing. Or I never I said I like Metal else? Slug. Yeah, yeah I, I never, I never else. said I like Metal Slug. Those games are pretty annoying. Those okay. games I avoid actively. There's none of those that I maybe like the one on Nintendo, but that I would want to sit here talking about for an hour and a half. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're fun, and they're fun with a buddy, uh, but yeah, nothing that I want to spend 90 minutes talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and next week's episode could turn into me being like, hey, this was a great game. Like, I don't know. I, I, I literally just wouldn't have approached it because there's nothing in the gameplay or the trailer or the anything that has appealed to me yet. But that doesn't mean when I turn it on, there won't be something about the UI or the mechanics that I do enjoy, and that keeps me going. All right. I, I'll stop we'll being. See. I'll stop being defensive about it. I just yeah. You don't I, even I'm know if I'm gonna hate it. You, well, the things you've said before of like, oh, it just looks like Bioshock in space. It's so damn. Like that's that was how you were coming at it before. I know you have a preconceived notion. I'm just. It just reminds me of like a game where all I'm gonna do is fight like a spirit version of the of the flood. No, no, hundred percent not. 
then we'll see what I say. We'll see what happens. Okay, buddy. But, All right. Uh, that's that. I love that's you. That's that. Yeah, I love and, you too. And uh, until next time. Until next time, this has been another episode of All Games Go to Heaven. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Aaron Rastovic for the sweet beats. Fantastic. Great game. That was a great game. One of the greats.